You can't miss it. The story behind these powerful images, the new mural honoring the black icons of Elgin. Beautiful day today, and our warm-up is already underway. We'll show you when we could break record highs in first warning weather. A new Alzheimer's treatment is already changing lives. We'll meet one woman who has spent the past year in clinical trials. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining us. I'm Mike Rush. Travis County deputies say a man has been charged with murder after turning himself in for a shooting that happened last night in Pflugerville. A rideshare driver reported that a man approached her vehicle on Linville Ridge Lane and told her to leave because he had killed someone. Deputies arrived and discovered a dead man in his 20s with gunshot wounds. Deputies say they connected 20-year-old Alian Shamar Morrison Davis to that shooting, and when they contacted him, they say he turned himself in and confessed. Davis is in custody at the Travis County Jail with no bond listed. Well, this Martin Luther King Jr. weekend, a community in Elgin unveiled a new massive mural honoring influential black people in its town. Jayla Washington gives us a first look and explains why this means so much to them. Well, the organizers of this really special day tell us that this mural is strategically located here on what's historically known as the segregated south side of the tracks. And the faces that you see here are civil rights leaders, educators, business owners, and so much more. And I'll rise to the top. This is being called a gift to the community from the Elgin Main Street Board. The leaders and the powerful images of the faces you see are civil rights leader Harvey Westbrook, educator Annie Lee Haywood, business owners and community leaders S.H. McShann and Dorothy MacArthur, and musician Monty Joe Thomas. The mural is 50 feet long and 20 feet high, which fills the entire wall of the building facing south of Main Street. Dozens of community members came together today for the historic unveiling. Some emotional moments, too, reflecting how far we've come, but how far we still have to go. I encourage everyone here for part of your legacy to take pictures, videos, because you don't know when you won't have that person anymore. But having a memory is something nobody can take from you. Dad was the president of the Elgin branch of NAACP for many years. The organization was a way for black communities to act collectively and aggregate their political power and to hold government, local governments accountable. Now, something that may make this day even more special, a lot of the family members of those who are featured here were among the crowd, even sharing some words um, and thanks to the community for this grand gesture. And also the mayor of Elgin, who had the honor of kind of hosting this event, she is the first black mayor that the city has ever had. So just truly, truly remarkable. We've got more details about where exactly you can find this mural over on KXAN.com. I'm reporting from Elgin, Jayla Washington. Back to you. First warning weather with meteorologist Nick Bannon. Thanks, Jayla. This is how it looks outside right now as we wrap up uh, the middle of the evening here and head into night. This is from the Palms Car Wash in Northwest Austin, where we've just fallen out of the 60s. We're at 59 now. 
It's a good collection of low 60s still in place, although these numbers will fall uh, rather quickly over the next few hours. Clear skies on clouds and radar, and you see most of the rest of the evening and early night is going to be in the 50s. We get some late evening high clouds, though. Coming up in first warning weather, this warm-up that technically began today picks up steam. We'll show you when the heat peaks as we track increasing wind and two days potentially of rain. All right, Nick, thanks. See you in a bit. Well, a clouded leopard who went missing from her habitat at the Dallas Zoo yesterday was back on display again today. Yesterday morning, she escaped through a tear in her mesh enclosure. Employees eventually found her on the zoo's property and were able to safely return her to her habitat. Dallas police believe the enclosure was intentionally cut and they are currently investigating. Just hours ago, the Dallas Zoo posted on Twitter that the leopard shows no signs of injury and has settled back into her routine. You may have heard about a new drug approved to treat mild cases of Alzheimer's. It is a big deal because right now there are not a lot of treatment options. Stephanie Hudson spoke with a couple who is part of the clinical trial. Hand in hand, Lynn and Jim Morton are fighting Alzheimer's. And doing nothing was never an option for us. Lynn began receiving aducanumab infusions just over a year ago as part of a trial. The bottom line is the, the drug from Lynn's testing this past December, her cognition has, has stabilized. Something we didn't think was, was possible. Lynn's doctor at the EVMS Memory Clinic shares their enthusiasm for both aducanumab and lecanemab, approved last week also through an accelerated process. This is the first time in the history that we have a medicine or two that they seem to affect the underlying cause and they seem to be disease-modifying agents. There are currently more than 6 million people with Alzheimer's in the U.S. However, the doctor says these new medicines will not be right for everyone. This is a medicine that helps with people who have very mild to mild memory problem. People at the moderate stage or uh, severe stage, this medicine unfortunately does not help. And the price tag is a huge hurdle. Each cost upward of $25,000 a year. Insurance does not yet cover the cost. There are also clinical challenges. Both drugs are given via infusion and require frequent MRIs to monitor the brain. Unfortunately, memory clinics right now, they are not prepared for this medication to take on at a large scale. He hopes that won't be an issue in a year when the medication should become more readily available, offering this kind of hope. We were doing the happy dance after the last testing, weren't we, Dr. Grabby? It was in this room. <laughs> it was in this room. <laughs> to more families. That was Stephanie Hudson reporting. The Alzheimer's Association says this drug is the first to demonstrate that removing beta amyloid plaques can reduce the rate of cognitive decline. Well, if you're suffering from allergies this week, you're not alone. We're about to dig into what's causing your sinuses to flare up and when they might calm back down again. All right, it is game day for Texas men's basketball. Coming up in sports, previewing this marquee Big 12 showdown between the Longhorns and the Red Raiders. It's ahead. All across Central Texas this evening, no doubt, eyes are watering, noses are running. If it's not you, count yourself lucky. We are in peak cedar fever season. It's an allergic response to cedar pollen, which also creates sneezing, fatigue, and sinus pressure. KXN's Sam Stark spoke with Texas A&M woodland ecologist Carl Flocky to help us understand more about those trees emitting the gunk 
that's got so many of us in a funk. One of the things about cedar or juniper trees in the state of Texas is while we very often just lump them together as cedar trees, there are actually about seven different species of juniper trees that live in Texas, and they do pollinate at slightly different times. So you'll see kind of a progression of airborne uh, cedar pollen changing throughout the state. It starts in October in West Texas. Uh, by uh, December, January, you see the peak pollen levels here in Central Texas as our ash junipers start to pollinate, and then it tapers off and moves more into East Texas as we get into February and March when the eastern red cedars over there begin to pollinate. The biggest issue is that ash juniper that's really prevalent in the Central Texas and Hill Country region, and the pollen from those trees actually gets windblown all the way into South and East Texas, and there are even records uh, indicating pollen travel from Central Texas all the way up towards like Tulsa, Oklahoma. Oh. So the pollen here in Central Texas can spread and affect a lot of other people as well. Mm. So January is usually the worst month for cedar pollen before the season ends in February. Let's uh, join now. Uh, let's uh, bring Nick into the fold rather with a look at the pollen count. Hey, yeah. Hey, uh, good news today uh, from our ability now to check pollen on the weekends. Cedar is down to medium from being very high yesterday. Mold is down to medium as well. It's a cold start to your morning. We started at 34 degrees in Austin at Camp Mabry, just avoiding a freeze. We have had seven freezes since winter began. In an average year, we get 12. The most freezes we usually get come in January, but we still can get freezes in February and March on average. We'll show you if we've got any more of that nighttime cold coming, as well as some rain chances ahead in first warning weather. First warning weather with meteorologist Nick Bannon. Hey, good evening. Hopefully you had a great Saturday. I know it was a little cool, but still warmer than average here today. This is how it looks at Georgetown from our Ewald Kubota camera. Clear skies. The sun's already set, but we're still enjoying the glow of a little bit of what's left of daylight. And we're at 60 degrees, but we're going to be falling into a, a not so cool night here tonight. While we do have the clear skies and you can see the temperatures mostly in the 60s across the state, we're going to see these numbers not falling as quickly tonight and into tomorrow morning because of a noticeable breeze that stays with us tonight. Notice it's basically just 50s most of the night with a few spots away from Austin starting off your morning in the 40s. Then we jump up to 75 here for the high tomorrow. 62 is more normal for this time of year. So we can thank our wind and our wind speeds and direction for bringing us that extra warmth as we head into the second half of the weekend. Winds have been gusting, say, 10 to 20 miles per hour here today. But tomorrow they get a bit more straight out of the south instead of out of the south-southeast. Gusting 15 to as much as 30 miles per hour already out of the gate by the time you wake up here tomorrow morning. It will be a blustery day, gusting 30, 35 miles per hour around midday and into the afternoon. But this is helping to transport in that very warm air into central Texas. And it stays breezy through your Sunday night. Uh, notice what winds start to do as we head through the day on Monday, though. They start coming out of the south, southwest, and then eventually more like 
out of the west here later in the day. The winds as they come over the hill country and down closer to the metro, that's a downsloping wind that can actually help boost temperatures even more. And we're forecasting 80s here for Martin Luther King Jr. Day. So tonight we're down to 50, a mostly clear sky. There could be some patches of fog southwest of Austin to begin the day here tomorrow, but we keep that uh, at least noticeable breeze around here tonight. And that's what's going to keep our temperatures up. Here's our first of many very warm days tomorrow. 75, a mix of sun and clouds. South winds 10 to 20 miles per hour, but potentially gusting a little over 30 miles per hour here tomorrow. Not expecting any rain tomorrow. Only a slight chance for a little sprinkle uh, east of Austin on Monday. But our first best chance of wet weather is going to come on Wednesday with a cold front, bringing some showers and potentially a thunderstorm for the morning through the early afternoon. But by later in the day, those showers are gone. Then our next chance for rain that we've added to the seven day forecast here today is for next Saturday. But let's first talk about the rain for Wednesday. Looks to be fairly light and mostly focused along and east of I-35, where it's generally just a quarter inch or less of wet weather. Hopefully we can manage a little more than that. And if those rain chances for next weekend start to go up, then we can become a bit more optimistic about rainfall totals for the week ahead. But look, the 80s here for Monday and Tuesday. Tuesday's high of 82 would actually beat the record high of 81. Then the cold front Wednesday brings us back down into the low 70s and then eventually at 60s. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Texas pulled off the impressive comeback on Wednesday night against TCU. Now they turn their attention to their Big 12 rivals who reside in Lubbock, Texas Tech, as they hope to continue to stack wins in the Big 12. Noah Gross is at the Moody Center where the Horns will face a Red Raider team who is near the bottom of the conference standings. No? Good evening, Jonathan. It's loud here. I think Texas Tech might have just walked in because there's a spattering of booze. That TCU win and the other two Big 12 wins for Texas have been down to the wire, nail-biter, heart rate 150-type games for Texas, but that's life in the Big 12. You mentioned Texas Tech near the bottom of the conference, 0-4 heading into the night, but man, this is a very talented team who in their first three games in conference were right there along with their opponents, and the last one kind of got away from them. So they're a team that's been able to hang with a number of clubs, and Texas is for sure not taking them lightly. They're a great team. You know, we're, we're not taking that. We don't even look at that 0-4 stuff because if you look at their games, you know, they were there. Iowa State got away from them, but they were there at every game. So we know they're going to come in tough, ready to fight, and like I said, it's going to be war. So we're, we're really locked into, you know, our film. We, we take big pride of watching film. Our team and the rest of the coaches take big pride of watching film and making sure we know who we're playing, know who we're going against. So we're, we're really locked in for this game. Okay, as Dylan Mitchell said, they're locked in for this game. An extra reason to be locked in from a Texas perspective. Their number one recruit next year, Ron Holland, in the house here to watch this one. So you probably want to put on a pretty good show for a guy that's committed to your program, one of the top players in the country. More highlights, your reaction tonight on KXAN News at 10. For now at the Moody Center, Noah Gross, KXAN News. All right, two of the Big 12's undefeateds bit the dust as Iowa State fell to Kansas. At Allen Fieldhouse, 62-60. Kansas State lost to TCU, 82-68, to drop to 4-1 in Big 12 play. Kansas is the only unblemished team left as they are now 5-0 in conference. All right, college football, another key piece returning to the Longhorns. We'll tell you who's coming back. The sports continues after this. Keep it here. 
Texas got some very good news today. A defensive standout announced that he's going to give it another run on the 40 acres. Linebacker Jalen Ford, who emerged as a star this season, announced via social media that he will play his senior season at Texas. Ford was the leader for the Longhorns in tackles, interceptions, and forced fumbles. He was also named all Big 12 for his outstanding efforts in 2022 as well. NFL Wild Card Weekend, which includes Monday, kicked off today in the NFC. The San Francisco 49ers are taking on the Seattle Seahawks. 49ers had the game in hand 41-17 to late in the fourth quarter. Uh, the Cowboys and Bucks, they'll kick off Monday night at 7-15. But tonight here on KXAN, it'll be the Jaguars and Chargers in an AFC Wild Card matchup. So the coverage will begin right after we're done here, guys. Thank you. Here's your day tomorrow. Starts with some clouds and then it's a sun cloud mix, but a warm, windy day here tomorrow as we end up at 68 by noon and 75 at 4. Mike, we got to 66 today, so it's basically almost a 10 degree warm up for the second half of the weekend. All right. Well, thank you, Nick, and thanks everybody for watching. Uh, we hope that you'll join us back at 10 o'clock. And if you want to do it an hour earlier, we'll be on the CW uh, coming up at 9 o'clock this evening. Yeah, and of course, we'll be after the football game here on NBC because we got that special uh, game oh, that's correct. tonight. So that is correct. We'll that's see you after the game. All righty. Thank you. Have a good night, everybody. We have a good time.